Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au or visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Dream Team series continues and we are joined by a five-club 192-gamer, a guy that was a starting second rower in the 2008 Manly record-breaking win over the Melbourne Storm. Glenn Hall, it puts a smile on your face as soon as I say 40 nil, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I remember it was last year's very final. We got... um uh, Mark Bryant sent us a text message saying, "Oh, I'm starting to get worried. We might be uh, might be out of the history books." But no, definitely that era and that time in my football career. And when you when you mention it, definitely we had some great memories and a, and a great bunch of fellas. Is there a moment that stands out 15 years later still? There is. Um, there was a moment. I think when I came back on the field, I remember Glenn Stewart. We it might have been. Oh, I forget. It was in the second half. Um, but Glenn Stewart looked at me. We were going to a scrum, and he goes, we've won this. We've got it. And I was remember looking at the clock just going, oh, don't jinx it. Like, don't. And he's like, Hawley, they're not coming back from this. Yeah. It's like, we've won. Like, he just that realisation of what we'd just done. Um, and then afterwards, I suppose, I, I saw my my parents, but then – Going around the field, so we got so many tickets where the family sit, um, and I've got a massive family. I've got uh, three brothers and a sister, so I got tickets for them, but they ended up on a different boat on the other side of the field, and I managed to spot them in the crowd. So wow. um, I had, you know, my oldest brother and his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, uh, my sister, two other brothers, and Mark Riddell, my best mate, and and his now wife, Carly, Carly yep. in the crowd. So. Being able to, to have a moment with them on that day uh, was was awesome. It's something that a lot of guys have said to me over the journey. They they say literally, I could have hung up the boots in the dressing room immediately after it, and I would have finished satisfied. Could have you? Yeah. 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 There was, you know, after the game, you get a bit, you know. You think about everything you've done to get there. Oh, yeah. And I started playing footy when I was four. I played, you know, just before I turned mm. four. I think mum and dad, we used to go and watch my brother and I'd sit on the sideline and run on the field. And I think the last game or two games for the my brother's season, the coach just went, yeah, put him on, like just let him play. <laughs> so I started running around and, you know, following my brothers and playing footy from then. So my journey through football started really young. 
chasing brothers and playing footy in the backyard with the Riddell boys and, you know, the Sherwins. I come through a football club that that spat out a lot of first graders through the Bulldogs at St Christopher's. Um, But, you know, when you go back and think about the journey to get to where you are and then that was exactly when you're in the backyard, that's what you're playing for. You're playing to do that and I was able to do it and, um, yeah, you pinch yourself, definitely. You can hang the boots up after it and be very, very happy. It is dream team time, uh, and it's any theme 13 you want. What have you done, mate? Have, have you simply gone a best ever 13, or is there a, a little slant on it? I did a best ever 13, and that was so hard. Yeah. Um, you know, and, again, that's subjective to, I suppose, what you're looking at. But what I did, because you mentioned I played for, for a number of clubs, um, and when I did this, uh, I pinched myself because some of the guys I played with yeah. uh, are outstanding. But because I played at five clubs and there's some guys that weren't in obviously team one that people would argue with. So I put two teams together and I want you at the end of it to tell me who wins the game. Okay. So we're going to go with two complete teams and then we're going to have a discussion and see if we can figure out uh, the winner of the game. Okay, mate, who have we got at fullback as we fly through team number one? So team one, fullback, we've got Brett Stewart, the snake. Uh, amazing. And and I suppose the time I had with him at Manly, he was in a rare vein of form, did some things on the football field that were amazing. So yeah. And I, I won a grand final with him. And, uh, yeah, the snake's definitely my number one. Great pick. Uh, your two wingers? Two wingers are Stephen Bell and Brent Tate, probably more recognised as centres. Yeah. But, um, you know, both played rep football, both, you know, Tatey played for Australia, played um, Origin on the wing. Yep. Um, and and centre, very versatile. So Steve Bell, but both very consistent, very professional. Um, yeah. And, you know, very mentally strong guys. Certainly. I think I'm going to like your two centres if those two guys are on the wing. Who have we got there? Uh, we've got Nigel Vungana yeah. and Jamie Lyon. Uh, two very different guys, two different centres, but both for a while there could have probably been considered the number one centre in the game. Yeah. So I, I played with Nigel very early on in my career um, at the Bulldogs when I came through the grade. Yep. Um, and, and, yeah, at the time he he was outstanding. Red hot. Yeah. Um, but but what a champion fella, yep. like just a genuinely good fella, good guy, um, and really helped. So myself, Roy Asatasi, John O. Thurston, um, all kind of graduated from semi-professional into professional and guys like uh, like him, um, Steve Price, Corey Hughes, uh, yeah. took, Travis Norton, took us under their win, wing and, uh, you know, really helped us out there. So legend, legend. Yes. And Jamie Lyon. I think Jamie Lyon, he's in my centres for the best team ever. I reckon Killer was arguably, for me, one of the best guys I've played with. He was fast, country strong. Um, You know, he wasn't massive, but he had a skill set that, you know, he could kick a ball, he could pass a ball, he could flick a ball. He, he, you know, wrestled big guys um, when you moved him into the halves. He had time with the ball. He just made things look easy. No, a beauty, Jamie Lyon. Okay, mate, team one, we are continuing on, and your halves are? My halves are Matt Orford at halfback and Jonathan Thurston at six. 
That'd be a really uh, good pairing together. That'd be awesome, yeah. You look at a lot of people probably think Jono was a halfback and, um, you know, again, to, to put him at six was more just to let him free up and play his, his natural footy, which was just off the cuff and always up where yep. I could get the ox, little general, just to, to run the team around and, and point the finger and when Jono saw what he needs to, he can, uh, yep, give me the ball. Yeah, a little bit of eyes up footy there and a little bit of structure. Let's go into the forward pack. Uh, yep. Who have you got locking the scrum? I've got Jace Tamalalo locking the scrum. Yeah. Uh, I've played with some great locks. Um, Team Two's lock is, is awesome as well, but Jace, Jace is a standout. I think he's a generational player. To see what he has done to, to play with him, to witness some of it, um, yeah. standing next to him on a football field is is amazing. And someone that big shouldn't be able to run as fast as he does and move laterally as quick as he does. And, um, yeah, he, he's... He's awesome. Yeah, uh, very hard to dispute. What about your second rowers, Legend? My, my back rowers are Beaver and Glenn Stewart. Um, both different styles. Beaver's, I think, arguably one of the best hole runners that the game's seen. Um, you know, he had he had an amazing 5-8 to create the holes for him, but, you know, Beaver had to be there. And um, his speed for a big guy was – he was quicker than a lot of backs. And, I, you know – there's a lot said about how many tries and how fast he was, but I think people actually realise how quick he was. Yeah. He was he was electric. But, again, his anticipation of rugby league, you know, yeah. he'd be on one side of the football field and he'd go and score a try or he'd pop up on the inside of the halfback on the other side of the field just because he saw something. So I think his ability to read the game as well is, is understated. Really good call. Okay, we move into the front row where the real blokes are. Who have we got as our two props? The real men. Uh, I've got Matt Scott and Adrian Morley. <laughs> no one is getting through the middle. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> Matt Scott, unbelievable. Um, again, he's in my all time best yeah. team as the front rower. He's country tough. He did his job without without any argument, yep. he, and he did it. He had a big engine. He was awkward. As in, he's not overly tall, yep. but his his body shape is one that there's no crumple zone. Yeah. You've got guys that are really tall; you can hit them and they fold in half. Where I think wherever you hit thumper, you kind of feel like you're in a car crash. Yes, I reckon there'd be plenty of his opponents that would fully agree with you there. And Adrian Morley, well, Adrian Morley oh, is Adrian Morley. We probably don't even factor. yeah, we probably don't even need to say anything there. <laughs> Every side needs an intimidator. Who's your hooker? Yeah. Uh, my hooker's Matt Ballin. Good, really good friend uh, or great friend, Matty Ballin, but um, Mr. Consistent. Yep. So I think, you know, with the team that I've put together there, we need someone just to, just to be super, super, super um, consistent, yep. very fit. Um, you know, I think would do would do the job. But one of one GF with Matty and – um, had a great time, um, you know. One of the one of the best guys I've played with, and you know, have really fond memories of playing with him through that era. Yeah, you look at that side. You just need a guide hooker, forty eight tackles, no mistakes, quick service, and reliable. Yep. So, team one, team one for Glen Hall: Brett Stewart, Steve Bell, Nigel Vungana, Jamie Lyon, Brent Tate. Jonathan Thurston and Matt Orford. Then there's Matt Scott, Matt Ballon, Adrian Morley, Steve Menzies, Glenn Stewart, Dason, Tal Malolo, 
but there's more. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au or visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. The Dream Team series continues with Andy Raymond unfiltered. We have got Glenn Hall with us, who's working in the pathway system at the Cowboys after a decorated career between 2002 and 2015. He's done Team 1 of players that he has played with. Now it's time for Team 2. Then we're going to discuss who wins the game. Okay, mate, let's go through the back line. We'll start with the fullback. So fullback, we've got uh, Matthew Mango Bowen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So picking between him or Brett Stewart for Team 1 um, was so hard. But, um, again, you watch Mango do some of the amazing things that he's done on a football field. Um, and I think a lot of those things probably a little bit before when I got here. But yeah. even when I was at the Cowboys playing with him, um, any given day whenever Mango wanted to do something, you just – Blow your hair back. He was amazing. Absolute superstar. I told someone recently I've done my share of uh, Townsville trips for commentary with Fox, and even when the Cowboys were struggling and there was periods across their history where they have, there was still that excitement about going to Townsville and getting to watch what I considered the greatest show on earth with Jonathan Thurston and Matt Bowen. They could get done by 28 points in a stinker of a game but produce three of the moments of the season within that 80 minutes. Just awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what about our wingers, mate? Our wingers are Dave Williams, the Wolfman, and I've got Adam McDougall. The Mad Dog. The Mad Dog McDougall and the Wolfman. Um, interesting. Some interesting characters. Some interesting, characters. interesting <laughs> and very, very loose on the wing. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm trying to think where you would have played with the Mad Dog. Rabbits, 04-05. Yeah. Yep. There you go. 19 games you played for the Rabbitohs in between 04 and 05. What about our centres? Our centres are Willie Tonga and Steve Mattai. Wow. Yes. Watching Steve Mattai go up against Jamie Lyon would be interesting. They know each other as well as anyone. Yeah. It would be – it was hard. Like again, I could have put Jamie Lyon in in to five eight, yeah. and put um, Willie Tonga in the centres. But uh, again, when I put these teams together, I had to think about the guys that I've played with. I pinched myself because the two teams I've got here, and there's more that have missed out that aren't in these two teams, are outstanding. Okay, what about the halves, mate? My halves, I've got Michael Morgan and Brent Sherwin. Gee, there's some football there, isn't there? Morgo more as your your running five eight and and Shifty as your your little organising general and um you put Shifty Show and kicking game into that. Uh he was he was outstanding. I don't think 
there was many better at being able to stop a ball on a dime or being able to curve. I remember so many times he put that little banana kick in for Hazem or Majri. Um, you know, Joey Johns is probably the first one to, you know, really bring those kicks into his game and perfect them. But, you know, I grew up with Shifty at um, at St. Christopher's and he, if he wasn't playing, he was out in the football field kicking balls. Um, it, it made a lot of sense why it worked for him because he put so much practice into it. But, yep. yeah, Shifty's my little uh, sneaky, sneaky organiser. Beautiful. I love that. Let's go to the forward pack and our lock. Lock, I've gone to Travis Norton. Superstar. Was superstar, legend, unbelievable person, yep. an unbelievable character. And, and, and again, he was someone when I came through the grade, really took me under his wing at the Bulldogs. And, you know, myself and um, some other guys, um, Roy, Jono, um, him with some other, you know, leaders of the group took us under his wing and, you know, really showed us the ropes. But um, Tex was, you know, very skillful. You know, he wasn't overly ginormous, but super skillful and very competitive. Gee, beyond a dollar today, the way the lock forwards play. Okay, what about our second yeah. rowers? Second rowers, uh, Anthony Watmow and Gavin Cooper. Completely different from one another on and off the field, but uh, two terrific back rowers. Yeah, I know. So I had... Um, Brian Fletcher and um, Craig Fitzgibbon miss out in the back row there. Um, I, I played with SBW, but it was more juniors, like yeah. so leg twenty arm in reserve grade. So I never played first grade with with Sonny. So that's the reason he's not in there. Otherwise, he'd probably be in the side. But yeah, yeah I've gone Watmow and Coops, the guys that I've actually played with. Okay, what about the two props? Two bookends, uh, Marco Mealy and Willie Mason. Wow. What a footy side this is. Uh, the Dogs of War, Mark O'Mealy and uh, Willie Mason. i tell you just an interesting fact. We've got a wolfman, a mad dog and an ogre in this footy <laughs> side. Uh, who's yeah. our hooker? Our hooker is Aaron Payne. And I think, uh, yeah, he was hard, hard to go past. Uh, for Team 1 as well. You know, Payne was an exceptional um, footballer. I think both him and Matty Ballin unfortunately played behind Cameron Smith and didn't play as much rep football as as they probably, you know, could have played. But, um, you know, we're talking about Mango and JT and the excitement of those guys, and I think Aaron Payne had a lot to do with that as well. One marker down, Payne being able to identify, you know, slow forwards and really get out of dummy half and, those guys running off his heels either side of the ruck. Um, yeah, I think you throw him into that as the to make a trio. That was exciting football. Okay, mate. We are now going to try and um, dissect how this game would go. Glen Hall team one versus Glen Hall team two. Straight away looking at it, I'm saying we're going into Golden Point. And if we played yeah. three games, it'd be one apiece and then Golden Point. They are... So different. Origin series. Yeah, it's an origin series. They're so different, the makeup yep. of the footy sides, but so even. Um, I was almost hell-bent on saying Team 1 because of Matt Scott and Adrian Morley, and I thought, you know, the props, these two were going to lead. But Marco Mealy and Willie Mason, it's, there's going to be bruises in the middle. Love the clash of the back rowers here, mate, and you started a grand final as a back rower, but Steve Menzies... Glenn Stewart, Anthony Watmo, and Gavin Cooper, four guys with 
completely different skill sets, but all in the one position. The Team 2 forward pack is a bit scrappier. Yeah. You know, I think obviously having Morley in Team 1s, like there's a bit of scrappy there, but you go across, there's, like you said, the dogs of war, and I reckon that group there in Team 2 in the forward pack would do whatever it takes. Anthony Watmau was, he'd survive a nuclear bomb. Yep. Chalk, he'd just survive anywhere. So, And Gavin Cooper was so consistent. Travis Norton was a great leader, and um, but you put Mason O'Mealy, that would just, you know, junkyard dogs and would go and go to war. Um, it's 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 a hard one. Okay, I always look for a bit of mongrel, just as yep, just as yep. you said. Uh, and the term batshit crazy often comes into it. David Williams, Adam McDougal, Brent Sherwin to a degree, Mark O'Mealy, Willie Mason, Ooh. and Anthony Watmo. There's a bit of batshit yeah. crazy in that footy side. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I reckon there's more penalties in team two though. More penalties in team two, absolutely I right. Reckon, I reckon team one wins just on consistency. Yeah. And I reckon team two pushes them, and like you said, it goes to game three. Um, and it's scrappy. There's a bit of feeling in it because team two have a bit a bit more mongrel and a bit more um, batshit crazy in there. I'm going to end it like this. Uh, I agree with you, but I think Matt Bowen, Michael Morgan, Aaron Payne yeah. and Travis Norton, four of the nicest guys you will ever meet in rugby league would need therapy after spending a couple of weeks with the rest <laughs> of their teammates. Glenn yeah. Hall, it has been an absolute pleasure. I love the concept, Team 1 versus Team 2. And as you said, if we were talking on a different week, you'd have different answers. That is the beauty of the Dream Team. This has been another one on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, another cracking week on the podcast where you can listen to any episode at any time. Just download the lot and rip in. Early in the week, it's the Legends series where, over two episodes, we talk footy and life with some of the game's greats. They are without peer when it comes to storytelling. The Rugby League Superpod comes out just in time for the round of footy. It's the hottest podcast on the market with 12 different player interviews each and every episode. Yep, a dozen interviews with all your favourites every week. The Dream Team series will get you through the weekend, no dramas. Past and present players deliver their best ever 13. Or could be best drinkers, funniest teammates or worst trainers. Every one of them is a beauty you'll love but disagree with too. Four episodes weekly on the only podcast that talks with the superstars, not about them, each and every episode. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.